When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Football Social Daily. Premier League Updates. Manchester City swept past Dinamo Zagreb in the Champions League last night. Gabriel Jesus bagged a hat-trick, but with City soon to go through a period of regeneration, is the Brazilian a suitable heir to Sergio Aguero? We'll discuss that as well as how frustrated some City fans are with a lack of opportunity Phil Foden has been afforded recently. Norwegian wonder kid Erling Haaland's definitely on the move. He'll be meeting clubs this week, so where do we see him ending up? Is he Premier League bound? And Watford are giving 100 season ticket holders the opportunity of a lifetime to meet new boss Nigel Pearson. I wonder how those conversations will go as the Hornets battle the drop. This is Football Social Daily from Sports Social, the only seven-day-a-week Premier League-focused podcast. So hit subscribe and you'll never miss another show. I'm Niall. In the studio with me today, we have Marley Anderson. Hello, mate. How are Hello. you? Hello. Yeah, not bad. Um, you hate Nigel Pearson, so yep. I wonder what you'd say to him if you got the opportunity to meet him. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I think it's something I can say. <laughs> you think it's something offensive, uh, no. pending. The bleep, the bleep button might need you. Uh, we've also got Adam Brown, who I imagine the bleep button sometimes needs to be used when you're playing FIFA because you've been getting bang into FIFA 20. Oh, recently. mate, honestly, my career mode, I'm going from strength to strength on it. Honestly, I'd be, I'd be a good shot with some of the uh, managerial posts. You're the, that you're the manager the Arsenal needs. Uh, Forget abs- Ancelotti. Absolutely. I mean, I've changed a lot on my career mode at Arsenal. That's all I'm going to say. Adam Brown, Ancelotti. <laughs> yeah, I'd get, get the in. job if that was my name. Um, let's start talking about the champion league then Manchester City the team you support Adam they got the job done last night early scares Zagreb scored first but City's quality shined through Gabriel Jesus scored a hat-trick and I said in the opener there is he a suitable heir to Sergio Aguero it's going to be really tough to fill Aguero's boots when he finally leaves but Jesus knows that he needs to learn off Aguero and he's showing signs that he might be able to do that yeah, I don't think he's going to be the heir to, if I'm honest I don't think he's going to be the heir to, to, to Aguero I don't think he's quite good enough I don't think he's all wrong game's good enough but we're still forgetting he's really young still you know yeah. what I mean he's got a lot of years of development ahead of him I just wonder if he'd be prepared to how long he's prepared to play second fiddle, second fiddle to Aguero for um, 
and for me at the minute the role that he plays in City squad is ideal for him I think he does come on and, and, and you know bag us a goal here and there when we need a goal he's, he's been a bit off past couple of seasons but I do like him I think he's good I just don't know if he's going to be prepared to sit on the bench for, until Aguero goes and then when he does go he's not going to be the man they're going to replace him they're going to get a big money replacement I think Marley how long do you think Aguero's got left because you know he's getting to sort of into the into the 30s now quite comfortably and, yeah. and for strikers that's kind of when they start to be shipped out yeah, well, hasn't he spoken recently, well, over the years, about going back to Argentina as well? He wants to go back and finish his career there. So I think maybe one more season after this. But, yeah, they, they do need a replacement. It, Jesus is is very good, however, I, I don't know. It's such a high bar to step up to with Aguero. It's like you've got to really hit the ground running and never... Never stop, basically. If you don't score, people are gonna be like, "Oh, well, he's not, mm. he's not, he's not Aguero, is he?" And City fans tend to be a bit like polarizing, as in, one one summit goes wrong, everything's really bad. Um, which you, you notice on social media, like when they lost a couple of games, everyone was like, like a few people were like, "Is is Pep is Pep actually gonna sort this out?" It's like, yes, of course he is. You've lost two games, you idiots. Like it's gonna be similar with Jesus. The thing is, he's only twenty two, and twenty two is such you know, a young age. You know, man. look at you look at his record: fifty five goals in one hundred and twenty games. You got to think how many games has he actually started for City? It's a great record, really. You know, it's a great record considering he's the majority of the time he'll play twenty minutes a game. You know, yeah. what I mean, he comes yeah, off yeah. the bench. He's exactly the kind of player that every team kind of needs. Liverpool have got that at the minute in Origi. You know, what I mean, he come, he'll come yeah. in and he'll get. And you just wonder at how long those players are willing to. That's always been a, a difficult th- sort of thing to to have for a top four team is to have a striker who'll be prepared to just come off the bench and sit there and go. I know I'm not the main man, but mm. I'll kind of play the role. It seems like Origi's happy to do that. At Liverpool, Jesus. I don't know how long he's going to. I think when we got him when he was 19 or whatever he was, very very young. And I think when he was 19, 20, I think he's prepared to do that because he's probably thinking, "Hang on a minute, I'm at City. I'm playing the Champions League. I'm in. You know, I can win myself leagues. I'm one of the top teams in in England and Europe." I'm happy to just get the, the the minutes, but now he's probably thinking, "Hang on a minute, I could probably lead the line for a mm. for a, for a you know top Premiership team or you know top team in Italy or where you know somewhere else in Europe." So mm. I just worry how long he's going to last if he doesn't if Guardiola doesn't have him earmarked as the man to replace Aguero and has him down and says, "Look, listen, he's going to be gone in two years. You are the man who's going to." I, I just don't think he's going to be told that, and I don't. Therefore, I do think I think he'll move on. I'm just looking here. Uh, Sergio Aguero joined City at the age of sort of 23, moving into being 24 so and he kind of hit the ground running so as you say he's still got a couple of years of I think everyone kind of says that when you get to 23 that's when you start to become the real sort of player that you can become yeah I think a lot of City fans the the, the sort of the the things you hear a lot of City fans saying about uh, Gabriel Jesus is that oh, he's not progressed enough and you know he's not got another element to his game and it's like well he just scores goals, which is not a bad thing to have really in your squad. But I, I know when they say Aguero, there's a bit more to his game, and you know he's kind of you not just get goals out of Aguero. He can bring other people into into the game and stuff. And I think we are forgetting he's only 22. I'd like to see the, the difficulty is he doesn't get enough playing time to get that progression to see the progression when you get thrown on in the 75th minute. You know you, you you're being thrown to if you're chasing a game or you're trying to score another yeah. goal. So he's being brought on with the sole expectation just to. Just Jesus comes on and grabs a goal. You know, yeah. it's not like oh, he's going to start a game and we're building it round him. He's going, you know, he's going to bring other players into the game. So I think he's had a bit of a disadvantage in the sense that we've not used him enough, mainly because Aguero has been unbelievable and we've played mm. one up front. So you know that that happens with a lot of teams. And when you play one up front, yeah. there's you know less chance for the strikers to play. 
Aguero's having his annual Christmas holiday. Um, <laughs> yeah. He loves to get injured yeah, around yeah. this time every single season. Do you think City need another striker, Adam? Because obviously at the moment it is just Aguero and Jesus at the moment. I sometimes think we do. Um, but again, we only play one up front, so I just don't know where else. I was going to say, if, if Jesus isn't getting games, what, what about the other guy who comes in? Yeah, that, That's the problem. I just don't see where the games will come. And the, you've got to question the quality of strike you can bring in. If you go, listen, if Aguero gets injured yeah. and our other guy gets injured... You're going to be third choice. Yeah, so yeah. I don't... You know, you're looking at a... Uh, either a young player who's unproven or he's you know has had a couple of good seasons in Europe somewhere and he comes and it's his big move to City and you go listen you're not going to play much for a couple of years but just sit tight be nice to have another option like that but I'd like to see an academy player come through maybe and like United have done with Greenwood I know that's been out of necessity more than more than anything but I think I wouldn't mind having our third choice striker to to be a, a kid out the academy you know I, I don't see why not because the amount of game time they're going to play we're not really depending on our third striker that we've not had one for for God knows how many years, you know, a, a, mm. a third striker. So for me, I'm happy to put a academy player in there, which also brings us probably onto Phil Foden, which I imagine we're going to talk about. We will talk about yeah. him in a minute. Um, but also, you, you mentioned some of the players up front that Manchester City have had. Um, there have been a few nominations for our worst team of the decade oh, that have come from Manchester City that I've been surprised at. I think. Uh, was it Nolito, one of them? And Negre- yeah. Someone said Negredo, I think, as Negredo, well. Uh, Negredo was all right, you Negredo know. Negredo did well at yeah, first. Yeah. He was all right. He came to Middlesbrough, remember that, a couple of years back. He wasn't, yeah. wasn't great there, was he? Uh, again, if yeah. we um, ever did a I Forgot He Played For Them podcast, he would Negredo be Negredo at Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, if you've got any suggestions at home and you're listening in, at the Sports Social on Twitter, let us know, because over Christmas we'll be compiling our worst ever Premier League 11 of the last 10 years, which I'm looking forward to, to be perfectly honest. You've got a whole squad lined up there now, <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> Me and Marley, after the show, we're going to compile a list. <laughs> so there are a few out there. Um, you speak about strikers, and just before we talk about Phil Foden, I mentioned it in the intro as well. Erling Haaland, the, the Red Bull Salzburg striker, has been on red-hot form this season. Many City fans on social media, as you always do, you get this clamour to sign the next big thing. With his father's links to Manchester City, do you think that that is a possible fit for him to come in? And if Aguero does leave, you know, Jesus becomes number one and Haaland comes in and is number two? Or do you think that that's too harsh on someone who's already proven how good they are? I think it'd be difficult for him to come in and be a number two somewhere now. I yeah. think it, I think he'd fully expect... I mean, he's not lacking confidence, is he? Do you know yeah, what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's confident not, boy. Yeah, he's not short of uh, confidence from his comments <laughs> um, that he makes before games, which is good, it's good to see, you know what I mean? I, I, quite, I quite like it's that. a touch he, of the Zlatan about it, isn't it, it is yeah. very Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of good to see as long as it's not kind of... As long as he backs it up, I'm not bothered. You know, yeah. I mean, if he if he says he's going to do that and he does it, it's fair enough. And he's on unbelievable form. Um, I I can see it being a bit of a um, sort of tug of war between United and City. Maybe I, I can okay. see, yeah, I can see that happening. Right. Or he might just sack us both off and you know go, <laughs> go to Juventus. But you know, I don't know. I, for me, I, I'd love to see him there. And I think having the the only reason I can see United and City being a good shout with getting him is because one, obviously. His dad was the captain of City, of course, and then obviously with Solskjaer's connection at United with him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was at Mould, wasn't he? Was yeah. He? So yeah. you think to yourself, it's interesting that both the Manchester teams are kind of in the driving seat at the moment. Um, United, you'd probably, I you just think where he's going to fit in because I don't think he's the kind of player that's going to want to sit on the bench. If you're paying, paying big money for him, which I think it'd be, you know, I, I just don't see how he be prepared to sit there for, for two seasons. You know, I'm just thinking about in the summer, Everton signed Moyes Keane and I know Everton have been absolutely terrible this season by all accounts, but I mean, he was someone who was playing Champions League games for Juventus sat on the bench coming on and can't really get in the yeah. Everton team. So, I mean, is there a risk of that happening if he comes to the Premier League, do you think, Marley, or is he just too good for that already? Um, 
well, judging by the level he's hit already, he's, he's the difference between him and Moise Keane is Keane was coming off the bench in a very good team, very similar uh, to remember Iheanacho at Man City. Yeah. He'd come on into a great great team and he'd score a couple of goals and he'd get the odd, the odd start and score a couple of goals there. But with um, with uh, Haaland's performances in the Champions League, he scored against everyone. He scored against Liverpool, he scored against Napoli, scored uh, a hat-trick against, uh, was it Genk? He just basically ripped them apart. Yeah. And he he looks at a higher level as as well. He's got the he's got the physicality. He's six foot four, I think. He's yeah. he's, and he's, he's got an actual a bit of pace as well. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a powerful player. He's he's, very he's like a blueprint for a, for a yeah. modern player, a modern striker. He's quick and tall and strong, and he's got great left foot. He's composed and everything. He's got he looks like he's got the lot, but it's difficult to say because a lot of players have had a lot, had the lot and then came to the Premier League and done now. Yeah, but I think. He, you know, if I'm going to back him, I think he'll go. He'll come to England sooner rather than later. The only thing I can maybe say is maybe he might go to Leipzig instead of yeah, with the Red Bull connection. Yeah, the Red Bull the connection because the next one after convey belt at Leipzig is Timo Werner, and if he comes to England, then they'll probably look at Haaland to replace him. And he's in ridiculous form as well, Timo Werner. Ex- right yeah, now. exactly. So I, I just think I about. Don't really know. I think about Haaland's, um, you know, style of play in City, and is it going to? Would it? Would it necessarily work? You know, he's um, quite a ball carrying striker, isn't he? He likes to pick the ball up and yeah. run at players. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas kind of Aguero, you see a lot of his goals he scores inside the sort of six yard box, almost. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that that is certainly a, an interesting topic of debate. But we can't talk about him without mentioning, and I do this on every podcast. He just looks like a massive baby. It's in his face. <laughs> like, I say this in every show I have to I, I kind of feel like I can't mention him without mentioning the fact he just looks like an overgrown baby with lots of blonde hair one of them guys like I look older than him but then you see him and he's six foot five and I'm five foot eight and chubby and that's and that's it love it um, this is Football Social Daily we're going to take a quick break afterwards we will talk about Phil Foden and the frustration that City fans have with him we'll also mention Spurs Jose Mourinho said that they're the team to fear in the Champions League this season which is Quite an interesting take. And also, Nigel Pearson, he's going to be meeting 100 Watford season ticket holders. I wonder what the dialogue will be there. This is Football Social Daily. Don't go anywhere. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Premier League updates. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. This is your only daily Premier League podcast from the Sports Social, so make sure you hit subscribe and you'll never miss a show. Seven days a week, Premier League news and opinion. Okay, we're going to talk about Phil Foden. Um, Adam, Manchester City fans love Phil Foden, rightly so. Phil Foden loves Manchester City. Pep said that he'll be given more chances this season. Pep said that there's absolutely no chance of him going on loan anywhere. He actually called it impossible. So I think now, what are we, five months into the season, City fans are starting to wonder when these opportunities are going to mm. come because the season's getting deeper and deeper, which means the games are getting more and more important. Is now the time to start giving him opportunity over Christmas when the fixtures come thick and fast? Yeah, yeah. do you know what? Everyone wants to see him play more. Um, I, I think he should have been sent out all alone. I you do. do. I really do. I mean, what's a championship club or another, uh, Premier League? another Premier League team? Really? Yeah, I do. I think he'd have been all right at Southampton or a Watford or you know, just a kind of a, a lower down kind a of terrible a, club. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, mate, go and play, go and play crap football. Go for play a in year. the relegation zone for a season. Go so, learn your stripes. So Niles Faisal says Southampton. Then um, no, <laughs> no, but basically, um, I, do, I, do, I just think you look at some of the players that have had that experience of going to to other clubs and, and coming back a better player and stronger, and you know, being able to 
you know, t- take some hits, take some challenges. And, and I think someone like Foden really would have benefited from that. Pep's kind of wrapped him in cotton wool. Mm. Um, and we feel like we've... The thing with Foden is, whenever we've seen him play, he's been good. Yes. But it's almost like a bit... He, because he's been wrapped so much in cotton wool, there's so much expectation around him now. And because Pep won't let him go, he's just like precious toy that but, Pep won't But when of... he started him, he's never let City down. No, he's I, not. I mean, I remember last season when uh, City played Spurs at the Etihad and they needed to win... Um, to make sure that they you know, kept ahead of Liverpool. And it was a 1-0 victory and Foden scored the goal and Foden started. And there was almost, you know, in the stands when the team was announced, the sort of, oh, you know, mm-hmm. he's gone for it. He's, yeah. he's put him in, um, which you kind of get that vibe around Pep and Foden. Like you say, the cotton wool thing, certainly when, when he puts him in the big games, it surprises people. I mean, he's still only 19, right? So he's still really, really, really young. But then you look at some of the other players who are kind of kicking on for their clubs, who are right, a couple of years older than him, like, you know, uh, Harry Winks, Declan Rice, mm. you know, the players that are kind of doing, you know, becoming first-team regulars for, for their clubs yeah. and country now. Yeah. And I just yeah. think, is Foden ever going to get that opportunity at City? I don't think he's going to. And I, I hate to say it, yeah. I wish he would. They're saying he's going to be David Silva's replacement and all that. I'm not confident that when David Silva moves on from City, that they're not going to sign someone to replace him. It's not going to be seamless, you don't think? It's going to be Foden straight in and... Uh, <sighs> Because that's what Pep's been saying. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think if that was the plan, I think we'd have seen him a lot more this right, season. Right, bleed him in a bit more. Yeah, I, uh, surely. If he's going to be the man to be David Silver, who's arguably one of the greatest ever players at City, yeah. a legendary player. I mean, I'm not saying that Foden's not got the talent, but for me, he's going to you'd have to play him a little bit more. There's been chances this season where we've had injuries. Like De Bruyne have been out for a long time. Mm. And instead, you know, Gundogan's come in. Uh, fair enough, great player. You know, Bernardo Silva's come into the middle, uh, you know, at times rather than being put out. So I just, yeah, for me, I think there's been opportunities this season to put him in, and for some reason that's not happened. Phil Foden's not been in Gareth Southgate sinking for the England first team squad, but players like Mason Mount have. Um, mm. And is that going to be a bit of an eye opener for, for City or maybe a bit of a frustration for Phil Foden because he's seen players like Mason Mount go out on loan to Derby, come back to Chelsea with Lampard, get an opportunity and be called into the England squad. So surely mm. if I was Foden, I'd be taking mm. notice of that and thinking, well, if Mason Mount is good enough to do it, then surely I'm playing for Manchester City. We won the treble last season. I'm bound to be good enough to do that. Yeah, but I th- I think with I don't think he needs too much to get into the England squad. For example, Southgate has proven that he'll go down to the Championship and get Mason Mount and put him in, and he's uh, he put Hudson Odoi in before he'd even made a start for Chelsea as well. So Absolutely. he's clearly on the ball with it. I think if Pep had done a slightly better job of integrating him this season, Foden, he would be in and around it. If he was coming on with half an hour to go in, let's say three quarters of the City games like eight, nine, ten games this season already, I think he'd be genuinely in and around the squad because he brings something that other players don't. Um, I don't think he should have went out alone. I think what should have happened is Gundogan should have left in the summer rather than sign a new contract because he he kind of... It was on the cards that Gundogan would leave, but then Pep wanted to keep him and he he said his, his usual spiel of... He's a brilliant player and he says everyone's a brilliant player and it's great. You have you have got loads of brilliant yeah. players, but if you're saying stuff about Foden, like "oh, he's one of the best kids I've ever seen with a ball at his feet," well, you need you need to start playing him a little bit more because he needs to have that belief. We mentioned before he he's never let City down. I've I've never seen him have a bad game. No. He scored the winner against Spurs last season in a vitally important game when they, when City played Spurs in the Champions League and then, then at the weekend at the Etihad and he yep. scored he scored that goal. Yeah. And it was like he's clearly ready for yep. for more than what you're offering. Um, I don't think 
and I've said this on the podcast before, I don't think anyone could ever have done a better job with his development than Pep. I think he'd lose a step if he went out alone because simply because there's no good, there's no managers as good as Pep out there in terms of like philosophy and style and things like that. He could go to like Southampton and get slightly more, like slightly not as good football and come back a, not as progressed as he would have if he'd stayed training with Bernardo Silva and David Silva and De Bruyne and all them. But it's it's a problem because Gundogan comes in when anyone's injured, and I don't really think he's he's the he's not the future. He's a good player. He's a great player. Foden's got a goal scoring element about him as well. Yeah, which players like Gundogan have kind of seem to have lost over the years. So that's a benefit of his already. Yeah, it's something about I think like Gundogan has been probably the issue that's kind of halted um, his development in the sense of game time because I do think that he's seen as a safer bet. Like yeah. by Pep, you know what I mean? I don't think, again, he's not really let City down either. And he's I've kind seen of, Gundogan have some shockers, though. Yeah, I mean, he's. <laughs> so, I know, yeah, I know. It's silly, he'll have it? a bad game, but he'll bang in a, a low pile driver from like 25 yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the sort of player that would do that. But he's, he's a little bit more physical as well. I suppose, yeah, but. I think he's experienced. and But for me, it's like. Yeah, I just don't want Foden to end up as like the, the, the you know sort of the guy who could have been you know because yes. all clubs have got players like that you know oh I'll tell you what it didn't quite work out or you know I tell Michael you, Johnson yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack exactly. Wilshere yeah Wilshere do you know what I mean I always yeah. think back to Wilshere I know he played a lot of games for Arsenal but similar yeah, sort he, of style when you think and, about but it you remember people talking about him when he was what you know mm. fourteen fifteen this guy's the future of him. and Foden's had that and you got to think to yourself you know it. Is Pep trying to protect him a little bit? I think there's an element of that where there's so much expectation around him and he's going, we're going to integrate him really slowly. And, you know, because he's been built up by, not, I mean, by Pep saying he's one of the greatest kids he's ever coached. And the media kind of seems to jump on that. And, you know, this, the Foden's going to be the future of City. And, you know, the fans really want that. They want the local lad to be the one that carries the team forward. Yeah. So I do think there's a, there's a pressure that's going to be put on him, the extra added pressure that probably doesn't apply to some young players. But I do think, going back to what you said, Niall, about, Plays like Mason Mount. If I was Foden, I'd be thinking to myself, "Hang on a minute, why, why is that? Why am I not getting these chances?" Because before you know it, d- does it, does his window opportunity close? Because if, if Southgate starts getting a settled team and he goes, "Actually, I want a midfield three. I'm going to have Declan Rice, Winks, Mason Mount," and then they, do you know what I mean? He's not in the mix at the moment no, to, to sort no. of get his, you know, get his hat into the ring for, for the tournaments, and, 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 mm-hmm. and he's not, he's obviously not going to make the the squad. Mm-hmm. The Euros, in, in the yeah. Euros, is he? So no. that's what the, the next one he could get is another two years after that. Exactly. Well, like you say, he's only 19, already 50 Premier League appearances on the nose. So, mm. you know, he's, 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 he is building Five that. Five minutes of time, the most. Yeah, than that, that's the thing, though, isn't it? He is, he is building that experience slowly. So it'll be interesting to see his development. Yeah. It'll also be interesting to see the development of Tottenham Hotspur under Jose Mourinho. They got not humbled by Bayern Munich last night, but Bayern showed what a good side they are. And I think that they may be, it's hard to call Bayern Munich dark horses for the Champions League, <laughs> but I don't think anyone really tipped them after the, the way that their domestic season's been going. Um, but they turned Spurs over, but Jose said Spurs are the, the, the ones to watch in the last 16 of the Champions League, Marley. Do you, do you think mm. that that's an accurate statement or do you think that's just classic Jose, you know, Mr. Motivator, bigging up his side? It's, pr- it's probably more classic Jose, isn't it? Yeah. But he may have a point in terms of teams will be looking at who they can get and looking at Spurs and thinking we're not that bothered about Spurs because they're not doing as well as they were last season. Whereas, so he's kind of he's kind of sort of taken on that underdog um, approach to it and maybe maybe he thinks teams are going to be complacent when they come and play Spurs. Um, but it is a little bit weird to say when you've just been whacked 3-1 three, three, by Bayern. 
like they were okay in the game. They didn't have too many clear cut chances, and Bayern could have had a few more. To be fair, they hit the, I think they hit the post two or three times as well. So if you, if you if you're talking about that, could have been four or five to Bayern, and Bayern are the level you've got to aspire to because, like you say, like they're not dark horses, but they're always they're always there. They're always in the quarters and the semis. They never really mess up. They've just got the the best ever group stage performance of any team. Six out of six wins in eighteen goals scored. Like and they they hammered Tottenham in the previous fixture, didn't they? Yeah, the seven two, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah, worst I defeat mean, Tottenham have had in Europe. So that's crazy. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. To be fair, I mean, obviously Tottenham were already through anyway. And looking at the lineup that they played last night, he the, the, made a lot of changes, Mourinho, uh, from the players that have been starting. He, he tried a few players out there. You know, Ericsson played. He's not been starting for Spurs under Mourinho yet, has he? Uh, Lo Celso, uh, Sessegnon, who scored. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Moura played up front. So he kind of rested uh, a lot of the players that have been playing in the Premier League. So maybe we've not got a true reflection of what it would have been with a full starting eleven. out. Well, I think that's a yeah. good point because it was technically a dead rubber because Bayern have absolutely bossed the group and both sides knew before a ball was even kicked that they would be going through to the knockout stages. But with Bayern finishing top, Tottenham going through in second will play PSG, Juventus, Barcelona, RB Leipzig or Valencia in the next round. So I'd be hoping for Valencia. It, they'll be hoping for Valencia or even RB Leipzig, but they're knocking Leipzig around at the top them. end of the Bundesliga. Well, um, but them, but. It, it, either those two or Barca, Juve or PSG. So, so it wasn't gonna... really a dead rubber in a way. You'd think it's worth trying to... I know you don't want to avoid anyone, but you, you, know, you can mm. certainly make your route to the final a lot more sort of desirable can't you <laughs> well that's the thing but I mean Jose's a, a man for the big occasion so I don't think PSG, Juve or Barca will scare him one bit well what are the odds on Jose going and beating Juventus and doing the ear cup like he did last year oh. <laughs> last year with, <laughs> when he went with Man United yeah. it would be brilliant um, <laughs> Watford fans They've been given a chance to meet Nigel Pearson. 100 season ticket holders have been given the opportunity to meet the new Hornets boss. What they have to do is they have to email the club and in the subject heading, they have to put the words meet Nigel in order for them to qualify for the opportunity to meet Nigel Pearson. Two meetings of 50 people each. They'll go and get a chance to shake uh, Pearson's hand and ask him a couple of questions. I just wonder what Watford are trying to achieve out of this. Are they trying to like build a connection between fans and club again? Because obviously this season's been real tough for them so far. I think, you know what, maybe they're trying to bring that bit more of that, you know, the, the accessibility kind of between the, you know, the link between the fans and the management, which I think Watford probably have been lacking when they've changed the managers so drastically and so regularly over the past, you know, 10 years, whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, maybe they've kind of, trying a bit of a reset moment listen we've got Pearson we're going to go all in we believe in him we want you to believe in our vision maybe they're trying to sort you know kind of make the Watford fans a little bit more connected to the club because I think I feel from the, an outsider's perspective it, it feels like they've probably lost a little bit of the heart there mm. of the club over the past 10 years well three managers in a season before Christmas already crazy you know that, that obviously people are going to be asking questions about what's going on behind the scenes but we know with Watford that in terms of the management structure, it can be quite volatile. Yeah. We said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, like the 10 managers that Watford have had in the last seven years alone. So it's it's pretty crazy. Have you thought mm. of what you would ask Nigel Pearson yet, Marley? No, I just, I just wonder why anyone would want to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the point? He's That's an absolute funny. idiot. I hate the man, like, honestly. I've when it, when, it, when it was appointed, I was obviously running the Sports Social Twitter and I found a little, like, just... A sort of timeline of the things he's done, right? So imagine you, right? So imagine this has happened, and you're one of the fifty fans in 
in this press conference room, whatever right, it is. I've got my black and yellow scarf. I'm yeah. ready. ready. Got my hat, got my Hornets hat. In 2014, he told a Leicester fan to f*** off and die. <laughs> in in the ground, he just turned around and somebody was shouting, I don't know, whatever he shouted. It probably wasn't even that bad. Like, we're rubbish or something. And he just said, he turned around and said, F off and die. Uh, then he called a journalist an ostrich, which That's everyone my remembers. That's favourite one. Yeah. Um, and then he called a journalist a f*** as well. Oh. Um, and again, it's just like... What a nice man. He's just a horrible person. So like, but if you keep Imagine... it up, I don't think they'll care. Well, the weirdest thing is, of all the Premier League managers, I think he's the one that I'd want to meet the least. Just from, you know what I mean? If, if that, and that's the, not, yeah. <laughs> just, I think he seems quite intimidating as well to me. Like, if, if I was going to ask him a question. A, that, yeah, I'd, he very, he's yeah. very intimidating. I'd want to ask him, you know, like behind some sort of protective glass or something and ask him, I wouldn't have the guts to say it to his face. Like, honestly, he looked really <laughs> intimidating to me. Like he could just knock you out. He's cool, you're an ostrich. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, he looks like he just, if I said to him, Nigel, in terms of the you know, formation, what are you thinking? Next thing, he'd headbutt me a summit. You know what I mean? I was going to be expecting. Yeah. He's thinking 4 3 3, bang, straight down. So, I, do, yeah. I do wonder what Watford fans will ask him, though. I guess the only yeah. question will be can you turn it around? But mm. obviously, he's going to go, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because he's not going to say no, is he? The whole he? thing seems absolutely pointless to me. And with Watford's track record, if I got that email saying, do you want to come and meet him? I'd be like, well, he's going to be gone in six months. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It, might, got... it might be their only chance to see him. He might, yeah. he you... might lose 9-0 at the weekend yeah. like Kike did. But by the time the meeting is, it'll be Marco Silva back there, won't it? Instead, probably he'll get the job back. So yeah, yeah. you go to meet Pearson, it'll be a different man. Wild times at Watford. Buy one, get one free. Yeah. They just, just file him in, right? It's yeah. this guy this week. <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Marley. This has been Football Social Daily for today. I've been Niall. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode again. And follow us on Twitter at The Sports Social. Um, we're trying to compile this list of the worst Premier League players of the decade, so it'd be good to have some of your suggestions. So hop over there at The Sports Social on Twitter. But that's it for now, and we'll chat to you again tomorrow. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.